Hello everybody, my name is Jack Quinn, and welcome to my very first podcast, uh, NASCAR Talks. In this episode, I will be talking about the Martinsville winner, Clinton Boyer, and talking about the upcoming race in Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, I know I'm a bit late to this, uh, I just found out about the site, and I just started using it today. Uh, so first things first, uh, let's talk about Martinsville's winner and uh, the race at Martinsville. Uh, congratulations to Clint Boyer. He snapped a 190 race winless streak. It's a pretty big streak. It's actually the third longest um, winless streak in all of NASCAR. Uh, he snapped that with a win with Stuart Haas at Martinsville. And Stuart Haas has been on a pretty good roll winning four of the first six races with Harvick winning three in a row at Atlanta, Vegas, and Phoenix. And then Clint Boyer uh, winning at Martinsville. Uh, There's still two other drivers that still need a win for Stuart Haas, and that's Eric Almirola and Kurt Busch. Uh, Kurt Busch driving the 41, Haas Animations Ford, and Eric Almirola driving the number 10 Smithfield Ford for Stuart Haas. Um, but, uh, another disappointing finish for Kyle Busch, again, second for God knows how many times he's finished second so far in the first six races, probably finished second four out of the first six races. Um, Martin Shrex one pole for the third time. And... Multiple drivers led the race. You've got Ryan Blaney, whose podcast is uh, The Glass Case of Emotion. You had Denny Hamlin lead a couple laps. You had Kyle Busch lead a handful of laps. But the one who led the final few laps was Clint Boyer. And the best thing about what happened in the race was that Clint Boyer was actually running out of fuel. Going down with 30 laps to go. Caution came out. Big break on what Clint Boyer wanted. Went into pit road first, came out first, got enough fuel, and led the rest of the race, caution free. There was one moment where uh, the 32 of Matt Benedetto got into the wall, had some damage. Thought there was going to be a caution, but it stayed green, and that's what kept Clint Boyer in the lead to win the race. Now, here's the thing. He didn't lap his teammate, Eric Almirola, and that's the thing with Stuart Haas. Can't lap another driver from your team. Kevin Harvick did it in Vegas and Phoenix multiple times. And Kyle Busch was slowly but surely catching up on the on the 14 of Clint Boyer. But Clint Boyer was able to maintain speed and win the race. Now, coming up. At Texas Motor Speedway, Clint Boyer, fresh off his win at Martinsville after the one-week break for Easter. We've got Denny Hamlin, who has been who is strong at Texas. He's won multiple times there. Martin Trex Jr. was the king of mile and a half last year, winning six, winning seven races on a mile and a half, including the championship race at uh, Homestead, which I was at. Um. Of course, 
if Carl Edwards was still in the sport, he would be good. He would be a good contender at Texas. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's there. He's a good contender. You got Brad Keselowski. You got Ryan Blaney. You got Chase Elliott there. Um, but the drivers you might want to watch for at Texas: Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr., and Kyle Busch. Those six drivers are the ones you want to watch for at Texas Motor Speedway. Now, I know I'm new to the whole podcast thing, and I'm probably this is probably going to be a short episode, but it is what it is. Don't judge. I'm brand new to this. Um, but yeah. Um, so one thing that I have noticed uh, at Texas Motor Speedway, since I've been watching it, uh, Cars have been getting slower, and there's a lower amount of seats at Texas Motor Speedway. And the problem with that is, and the reasoning behind it, is Bill France screwed everything up with aerodynamics. Cars have good speed in the corner, but they slow down on the straightaway, all because of the spoiler and lower ride height. Now, in 2018, there's no ride height rule, so the cars are basically plopped down on the ground. And that's causing the cars to go slower. I've noticed that in Vegas the last couple of years. And the racing is not great. So. That's. um, That's basically what has happened with the speed. But if you remember last year in the playoff race. Kevin Harvick was able to catch up to Truex. And pass him for the win. Disappointing for Truex and Furniture Row Racing, as well as Cole Pern. Thought they were going to get another mile-and-a-half race win under their belt, but it just slipped away like that. Um, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Um, I'm probably jumping from one thing in another. Um, but I was starting to become a Martin Truex Jr. fan. Last year, uh, I needed to find a new driver last year and since Junior was retiring. Um, and it was either Chase or Truex. So uh, I've got a Martin Truex sweatshirt and a couple of Chase Elliott shirts. Uh, but this season, Martin Truex Jr. has already got one win at Auto Club. Can he get another win at Texas is the thing. It's a mile and a half. He's great at mile and a half. Didn't show the speed that they wanted over at Vegas, but they were running solid, and they've been running solid so far the entire season, uh, leading a few laps at Martinsville, um, obviously won the pole there. Um, he's got the speed. He's won pole three times so far. Can he claim another pole as well as the victory for the second time in the 2018 season? It might sound impossible, but he already done it at Auto Club. Winning the pole, leading the most laps, and then winning the race. Kevin Harvick looked like he was going to go on his race for four, but ended up wrecking himself. Try to blame it on Larson, but it was his own fault. So, I believe that Truex is going to get his first win 
or his, uh, his first win, his second win of the season at Texas, but it's going to be his first win at Texas. So it's going to be an exciting race to watch. Now, I know I touched up a little bit on how Brian France screwed up the um, the aerodynamics with the spoiler. Uh, I'm probably not the only NASCAR fan that has noticed this. Um, but basically, Brian France, when he designed the car tomorrow, it was basically more designed for safety. And that was when he really fucked up the aerodynamics. Um, he added uh, a rear adjustable wing, which was supposed to help the car and prevent blowover, blowovers. It did the exact opposite. Um, they messed with aerodynamics with the splitter, with the ride height. It just went, it all just started going downhill. And then he introduced the playoffs or the chase and introduced multiple other things that contributed to the loss of fans. And so far, I'm somewhat of a new fan. I'm a young fan. Um, but I'm also sort of a new fan. I only started watching NASCAR halfway through the 2010 season. And I didn't know all about this stuff until I got deeper into the sport and I started enjoying it more. And I've noticed a lot. When I first started watching NASCAR, I thought, this is pretty cool. But now that I've noticed and have experienced what has happened, I almost feel like not wanting to go to the races at my hometown anymore, which is Las Vegas. The races are getting boring. My dad falls asleep easily at the races. Like, within two laps, he's out cold. My mom fall, My mom almost fell asleep at the races this year and last year. Because the racing has gone down. And I don't know when or even if he's going to do it at all. Is Bri I wonder if Brian France is going to fix the issue or is he going to leave the issue and not resolve it. Uh, that's my problem with this. Um, but Obviously, I can't do anything about it. Um, I don't think anybody can do anything about it but Brian France. Uh, what he should do is come out, listen to the fans, listen to the feedback from the fans, and he'll finally understand what he was doing wrong and what he's continuing to do wrong. Um, it's... It's almost getting frustrating for fans who have been in the sport for a long, long time. Especially some of the older fans who have been watching NASCAR for almost their entire life. Um, they've started going away and started watching other sports like IndyCar or Formula One. And Formula One and IndyCar have better racing than NASCAR. And it's all because of Brian France. Brian France basically screwed everything up 
for NASCAR that some of his that some of NASCAR's biggest fans have gone away. And it's not drawing any more fans. It's not drawing the attention to younger fans like myself. I'm only 13. I know my voice might sound deeper, but I'm only four, er, 13. I must have 14, right? <laughs> but I'm only 13. I've been watching it since I was like five. And, I've start, and I'm starting to go away with, like starting to go and drag on away from NASCAR. And I'm starting to watch F1 with my dad. Um, I was the one that got my parents into NASCAR. And my dad has... He watched NASCAR when he lived in Scotland. um, Because that's where he's from. And every time I catch him watching F1. uh, We watch the NASCAR races on the weekend. But one time, he switched over to the F1 race that was live. And we were watching that instead of the NASCAR race because it wasn't going anywhere. It was green flag, 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 green flag. Almost the entire race wasn't getting anywhere. So we put on the F1 race and we watched that. And that was honestly better racing because you had Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel battling out for the win. You also had Nico Rosberg battling for the win. Kimi Raikkonen, Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verstappen, all there trying to win. Where if you look at NASCAR, oh look, Jimmy Johnson's still leading. He's still leading. 50 laps later, huh, still leading. 150 laps later, oh, he got past. Kevin Harvick's now leading. Whoopie skippy doo. Lap 267. Caution. First caution of the day. Woohoo. End of the race. One caution. Green flag the entire time. Great race. Nope. Not even. The only exciting race that I've seen in Vegas was... Never. <laughs> okay. The only type of action that you see. Blown tire. Blown engine. Self spin. Not very exciting. No crashes. The only crashes that I've seen since I've been there was when Matt Kenseth spun. Kurt Busch and Carl Edwards got together and spun. And when, Matt, and when Kenseth spun, Chase had nowhere to go. And then this year, with Chase Elliott getting turned by Kurt Busch and both of them into the wall. Boom. Ow. That was the only caution. Other than the stage racing, but... That was the only caution of the day. So... I'm at a loss for words for the racing in... NASCAR. It's almost getting ridiculous. So, if you're a big NASCAR junkie like me, you'll be probably sitting there taking notes or listening very carefully about this. Um, Because Brian France screwed NASCAR. I get it. He's related to Bill France and Bill France Jr. 
but you should have left it the way Bill France Jr. left it. He didn't change anything when after he took basic. He didn't change anything when he became president of NASCAR after Bill France after Bill France Sr. died, and then after Bill France Jr. died, you had Mike Helton. He didn't change anything except add the chase in 2003. Left it that that. Left it for the entire season points to change out. And he moves down to CEO. And here comes Brian France as president. And he basically screwed everything. He added playoffs, stage racing, screwed up aerodynamics. He added playoffs to the point where, my like, let's say... And I'm not. I'm going to use Alex Bowman for example. Had a good race. Won five of the 26 seat races in the regular season. Goes on to the playoffs. Advances to round one. Has one bad race in round two, and is immediately down to the bottom. As basically has to win to get in. He wins. Gets into round two, or gets into round three. Makes it to round four. Gets to the championship final four. Finishes second, the guy who was below him wins. The guy who had done jack shit all season, just had top five finishes all year, wins the final race and is now crowned champion. I'm sorry, but if you have a driver that has been winning and finishing within the top five every race, he should be crowned champion. It, it should be the way where when Mike Helton created the chase, points are given out all season. No final 10 race stretch to the playoff. It's just entire season is the stretch to the playoff. And whoever has the most points is crowned champion. With the new playoffs and chase, it's a gimmick. And it's a load of crap. I honestly hate it. Last year, Martin Trucks Jr. had a great season, won eight races, won the final race, boom, was crowned champion. He deserved it. But if you look back at 2015, where Kyle Busch missed almost half the season, came back, won a couple races, wins the championship. I'm sorry. How many races did he win out of the 26? Around four or five. But if you look at everybody else, couple wins, couple second place finishes, couple top five finishes, but yet their points don't matter because he won the race, which makes him the champion. Uh, he missed almost half the season. He barely got into the playoffs, and yet he becomes he is crowned champion. That's a load of bullcrap right there. And, yeah, I was somewhat happy for him because he's from Vegas. But at the same time, why? He couldn't do anything because he broke his leg, missed almost half the entire regular season, won a couple races, and won the championship when he missed half the season. Where you've got drivers who were there the entire season had... Great finishes, had a couple of wins. They should have at least been there, or at least 
one of them should have won the championship. Not someone who's missed half of the season, wins a couple races, and wins the championship because he won the final race. Or was the highest finisher out of them all. No. Not cool. Not happy. Get rid of it. Get rid of the playoffs. Leave it to you win a race, and the points that you get are used throughout the entire season. Throw away the stage racing. Throw away the playoffs. Basically, the points are all that matter. And if whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins the championship. So, yeah. Playoffs, a gimmick. If anyone agrees with me, you know what I'm talking about. It's a gimmick. Aerodynamics, a gimmick. The races, a gimmick. If you win 90% of the races in the regular season, win half the races in the playoffs, but yet you finish second, and a guy who finished in the top five wins the final race and is crowned champion, he didn't deserve the championship. The guy with the most wins and the most top five finishes deserves a championship because he ran well. The guy who didn't perform well, just got through, won the championship race, is crowned championship, is crowned the champion. Not how it works. It should be whoever has the most points wins. That is what NASCAR was built on, and that's what NASCAR has always been until Brian Ferentz fucked it up. That's all I've got to say. This is the end of the first episode. Uh, if you liked it, subscribe.